Hey everybody, welcome to the Down the Rabbit Hole podcast. I have a new buddy today, a new comedian buddy. I went on to Facebook. Facebook is amazing, just like their commercials, besides stealing your uh, identity. They do have this wonderful thing called Comedians Helping Comedians. And what I'm trying to do is make my platform more accessible to other comedians, who whether they are accomplished or not. And just, just supporting each other, man, because we're all trying to make it and um, we should have that attitude to support each other. And I think the country would be better if we had that type of attitude as well. So I made a new friend. Um, his name is Kent And so everybody Welcome him in What's up Kent How you doing boss Hey Thanks so much for having me I'm just uh, You know Enjoying uh, the Nebraska weather Which is uh, Whatever it decides to be At any given moment Exactly um, Off the air guys Me and Kent were talking about How we love barbecue um, Kent is a stand-up comedian And we'll talk a little bit more About his background And how he grew up But let's get back Into the barbecue conversation um, So you're Now you live in Nebraska What part of Nebraska Do you live in? I live in Lincoln Oh you live in like Like, like in the city? Uh, capital city Yep Wow okay Yeah yeah Now the funny thing Kent in- Go ahead mm-hmm. People don't You said you do what? That I live in the part of Nebraska that most people don't. Oh, okay. <laughs> Isn't that what a college is, though? Yeah, we got two, basically two cities, and then we got farmland. Mm-hmm. So, so you got you got Lincoln, and what's the other one? Omaha, right? Omaha. Got you. Okay. How, now, how far are they apart from each other in terms of distance? Forty-seven miles. Uh, we're very, very close to being the next twin city. <sighs> Interesting. Okay, so just much similar to uh, how um, where I'm from, Baltimore, DC. We're not too far from each other. Okay, so we were talking about our love of barbecue, and um, in Nebraska's barbecue, would you say barbecue is a big thing? Uh, I think people appreciate it. There's there's a few really good barbecue places, um, but a lot of a lot of the barbecue in Nebraska is going to be you know your your famous your your more your more chain sort of place. There. There's a really good place called Fat Jack's here in town, though, that they've won a few uh, national competitions. Fat they have more Jack. of a vinegar kind of base. Oh, uh, interesting. Because the only reason I ask that is because I, I feel like Nebraska has a lot of cows in it, does it? Does Nebraska have a lot of cows? Oh, yeah. We got great beef. Okay. Interesting. Okay. All right. Ah. So, um, Tell me a little bit about the culture difference between Lincoln and, and, and Omaha, because I know, little known thought, uh, little known fact, Malcolm X is actually from Omaha, Nebraska, and Gabrielle Union is from uh, Omaha, Nebraska. Did you know that? Yep, I did. Okay. We know we know the very few uh, famous people <laughs> that came from Nebraska. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, so basically, Omaha is our city, mm-hmm. is really what it comes down to. Um, Lincoln... It, you know, it plays at being a city, um, but it's really just a giant small town. Really? You know, it's, 
it's a it's a very different vibe. Yeah, Omaha's a lot more metropolitan. Ah, uh, so you say more Trump signs in in uh, Lincoln than in uh, Omaha? <laughs> uh yeah, possibly, probably more. You know, the further uh, the further west you go, you know, more into the farmland and so forth. Ah, uh, okay. But um, we got a good mixture. Um, Lincoln was purple, I think. No, the Omaha. Uh, area was purple during the 2008 election. So mm. we've got a good mix of people all around. Uh, okay. What, what, uh, what's the, um, you know, what, what's the major job people do in Omaha? Cause I've always, I'm going to tell you something really funny. What I do randomly at night, besides when I have my, when I have my existential crisis, I go on uh, Netflix and watch barbecue competitions. But when I'm also in a random mood, let's say I've drunken too much uh, Coca-Cola at night, a little bit too much caffeine when I need to go to sleep. Most of us do that. Um, counterproductive. But um, I normally literally look up random states and random facts. So I, I'm interested in Montana, Nebraska, Iowa, Idaho, North Dakota, South Dakota, um, New Mexico. I'm always interested in those states because it's like as an East Coast guy, you know, it's just their culture. Like, what what are they about? And I've always wanted to hang out and just be in there, you know, not near the Proud Boys areas, but uh, but definitely near areas where I can just find interesting folks. And so kind of tell me about what it was like growing up in Nebraska, man, because, you know, East Coast people, um, we have no idea. Yeah, um, it's really, um, Lincoln's a really good place uh, to raise a family. Uh, it's a great place to leave after you've grown up, mm -hmm. but to be a child, it's not a bad place to be. Um, I went to uh, the high school I attended, which is Lincoln High, and Lincoln High has people from all over, plus uh, Lincoln is a uh, UN-designated refugee like resettlement zone. And so we had, I think we had 20 different languages spoken to my high school. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Um, it was a really good experience, you know, because you are definitely going to encounter ideas that are completely foreign to you, uh, which is always really good. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, um, let's see, how, how would I describe the area? Everyone's super nice. Like, you know, it, they're still smiling, even though they're wearing masks now. Ah. You know, you have to look at their eyes, though. So you're saying in high school you had a lot of hot refugee girls that were there, repressed refugee girls that were there, huh? Oh, there were a few, you know. <laughs> yeah. We had um, we had a, a girl, uh, a Ukrainian exchange student, we used to call her the hot Russian. So, so you, had, you, you had a... You had Ukrainians a, super don't like if you do that. So you had Ukrainians and you had who else? I'm sorry, I didn't catch you. you the, the, the audio dropped a little bit. Oh, no. Okay. So, yeah, she was Ukrainian, and we called her the hot Russian because we didn't, we didn't know any better. Oh. And then we found out that, like, uh, yeah, Ukrainians and Russians are uh, super not fans of each other. Definitely like a civil war going on. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's about the worst thing we could have said. Jesus Christ. That, that is fascinating. So, you, so needless to say, most of the guys weren't getting any points with that. Okay. All right. True. Now, tell yeah. me something about Nebraska, about the cold. Do you guys still have to go to school if it's a lot of snow? Oh, yeah. I mean, man, snow days are... I mean, basically, at least in Lincoln, the rule of thumb for snow days is if the superintendent can open their front door, like then we have school. Oh, wow. So 
yeah we've i mean you know and and uh, we've had some good blizzards uh and uh we sometimes we had school uh we had we had one what was it 97 or 98 mm-hmm. that took out power all over the city mm. and uh yeah we lost a, a week of school so we had to <laughs> add an hour to every school day for the rest of the year God damn! So basically, the substitute teacher was bringing out the DVDs, and everybody was watching. Pretty much, uh, Ernest yeah, oh, goes yeah. to college or something. <laughs> I've watched lots of movies in, in school. That's for sure. Interesting. So, so that when, might be why I wanted to make movies. <laughs> exactly. Now, do you do you ever go to Omaha to hang out? Where do where do people go to hang out? So if you live in Lincoln, do you ever go to? It's like we got to go to Omaha to hang out. We got to do something. Where do, where do you have people? What do people do? Well, you know, there's I mean, all kinds of bars and really good food, um, like. You know, the same sort of food that you get in, like, Denver. You know, all sorts of varieties of just experimental cuisine and what have you. Really? Um, that's, what I, that's what I mean when I say that Omaha is, like, a city city. And, like, Lincoln is, you know, basically a town. Um, and, uh, you know, that's where the back line is. That's the uh, comedy theater that's um, been going on for, I, I don't know how many years uh, it's been in operation. Of course, it's been kind of hurting for those last eight months or so. Um, but that's a, a theater where they have improv and sketch and stand up. Um, so, you know, we're trying to be, you know, a little more like Chicago or something like that. Mm-hmm. Interesting, man. That's, that's, so, so you say, do you, I'm saying, do you normally hang out where you live or do you go to Omaha? Definitely for comedy stuff. I go to Omaha for comedy stuff sometimes. Like if I'm booked on a show in Omaha, but Honestly, I like Lincoln. I like the speed of Lincoln. I lived in L.A. for a few years, and mm-hmm. I like being able to breathe. <laughs> That's funny on so many different reasons. First of all, the, the pollution, and second of all, the fire. So I get it. Um, and also the cocaine. Well, is, the, the, co- <laughs> the cocaine is just flying around in, in Los Angeles. It's just it's hard to breathe with cocaine. Instead of having a snow, uh, you know, having a snow, uh, a snow plow, you get the cocaine plows that come through in L.A., <laughs> <laughs> so how was your experience in you moving to LA? Something, man. <laughs> oh man, that was the only place I lived uh, besides like the house I grew up in. I just went, I went from Lincoln, Nebraska, mm-hmm. to Los Angeles. Like, went to like touchdown at LAX, uh, and uh, yeah, just uh, I moved out there with. Uh, I had a friend who I had taken a uh, lit through film class at Lincoln High with. And he had moved out there with his girlfriend at the time who had just gotten a job working with the people who invented the waterproof makeup that they used on, like, the Pirates of the Caribbean. Really? Yeah. So, oh. you know, so she had to go, right? So yeah. he went with her. And then they broke up, uh, and uh, she kept bringing dudes around. <laughs> and so, uh, so he couldn't even be in his own house. And oh, wow. so he would just like drive down the street and call me and be like, Kent, you got to get out here, man. You got to <laughs> come on. You know, you want to act, come on out to LA. And, uh, he was getting the Will Smith treatment. So he finally was... <laughs> I did. Yeah, it was, uh, we, we, we lived in, uh, the first house we lived in, uh, was, uh, a 5,000 square foot house that was constructed almost entirely of plywood. Are you serious? Um, yeah. Yeah. It was really intense. Uh, from the outside, it was like, yeah, it looks like a house. But then you get inside, and all the interior walls are plywood. So how did how was that in terms of like being comfortable? What, what was the, what, what was hard about that? What? Yeah, it was <laughs> it was terrible. Um, <laughs> I shared a room with with my friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, we paid five hundred dollars each, 
mm-hmm. uh, a month and to share a room. And <laughs> so it was, it was, uh, it was not fun. I had uh, one roommate who was a former Brazilian model who oh, nice. worked at the standard hotel. Oh, nice. And her uh, boyfriend uh, was an Iraq war vet who was the only guy in his platoon who survived an attack. Holy shit. So you, needless to say, you didn't play. Um, so yeah, that was a little intense. Yeah, you didn't. <laughs> you guys didn't play any type of video games like a Call of Duty with him. Needless to say, no, we did not. And, uh, <laughs> and he was always trying to like. He was. He was like, "Don't let me watch any war movies." Are you serious? Like, oh, okay. Yeah, because he's like, "I want to watch war movies. Don't let me watch war movies." Like, okay. Um, so you, so the, you're uh, walking on X. Yeah. Twenty two. Yeah. The day I turned 22, I had to turn him in to the uh, L.A. County Jail. Are you serious, dude? Um, yeah, it was unpaid something. He just had to sit out something for a day. Jesus. Um, but, like, the very first time I drove on the freeway was his <laughs> panel van to, to come back from L.A. County Jail. Are you kidding me, dude? A day at jail. Yeah. He didn't try to, like, bite your, he didn't try to, like, snap your collarbone or prevent, like, put you in a headlock or something? <laughs> No, he was good people, and that's what he wanted to do. You know, that was that was why why he was going down there. We picked him up later that night. Was, you know, Jesus. So, but I, I'm yeah. really interested more about this plywood. So, for people who don't understand plywood inside of a house, <laughs> tell me, kind of describe what it was like to walk on it, be around it. What, what was difficult about it? I'm just curious. I, I really need to understand. It's um, our, our our final. Uh, roommate was our sort of sub leasey um and he um he worked in construction mm-hmm. and uh so if he could fix anything with wood he possibly would uh he uh, replaced the uh, tailgate on his truck with wood <laughs> mm-hmm. because he's divorced and he can't like he's like i can't let my can't let my ex-wife know i have any money so I can't like file any claims or do anything. So he's just trying to build everything he could out of wood. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it was his dream to do tile and he did really good tile, but I was just kind of astonished that someone would just like go, yeah, I want to do this. And then that's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that confused me. Mm, interesting. So yeah. So wow. That yeah. is, so what was the culture shock for you coming from Nebraska to LA? What was the, the people? Tell me kind of, give me about your experience. Like, yeah. Cause you know, moving to, me moving to Atlanta was, I'm not used to so many highway, like freeways with track, like literally mm-hmm. Atlanta, half of Atlanta is tractor trailers. It is terrifying. It is like roll the dice and see what happens. If you want to go at night with tractor trailers. So what was your experience yeah. coming from Nebraska? It was so weird seeing the mountains mm-hmm. like just being able to just like, look out my window and see mountains because mm-hmm. you know nebraska uh is uh, i believe there's two words that mean flat water oh. um, and uh that's what we have <laughs> we have flat and we have water and uh so it was just it was uh just a weird experience and then one thing i noticed i had no allergies the whole time i was out there mm-hmm. i was like wow that's that was a nice like fringe benefit because the air is all different Everyone talked about how, like, you know, there was so much smog, but because of the carpool lane, uh, a lot of that was gone by the time I got out there. Mm. And, uh, yeah, um, right away, I I, uh, I found people pretty cool, uh, as far as I uh, could tell. Um, and then I realized, I was like, oh, everyone's here from somewhere else. Everyone is a transplant. There are definitely people who, you know, were born in L.A., et cetera. 
but by and large, everyone comes from somewhere. And so, you know, LA is where you go to be kind of whoever you want to be, mm-hmm. I guess, you mm-hmm. know, if you can maintain it. It's a place where people get small apartments and nice Ferraris, you know. Mm. Interesting. So did you try to, did you, did you try to do the dating scene in LA? Are you, you trying any of that or no? Uh, I, I dated a couple girls when I lived there, but like we, uh, my roommate and I, we kind of joked that uh, we were there to make movies mm-hmm. and, uh, we were going to buy like a, uh, like, uh, 1911 45 caliber pistol and just put it under glass. And if we thought the other one was going to propose, you know, we were like, we were going to stop them because <laughs> we weren't here to have lives. We were here to make movies. Okay. We weren't here to, you know. Did you meet any famous people that when you were there, when you were trying to pursue that? I met Ron Glass. I was introduced to him by uh, um, a Scientologist. Okay. <laughs> and, yeah. Um, and then, who else did I meet? I saw Carly Pope. Like I, 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 it's weird because with uh, celebrities everywhere, mm-hmm. especially where I was living, you would think I would have met more, but no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I met almost no one. You didn't just see any of them just walking around randomly at all? Oh, I, uh, I did see Drew Carey. Uh, Are you kidding me? At CBS one time. Yeah. How was that? It was, it was all right. So what was going on is um, there's this group called the Nebraska Coast Connection. Okay. And if you are from Nebraska and you are in the LA area, you work on, you know, entertainment or whatever. It's a little kind of uh, group that meets once a month and um, just like a networking thing. And so I was just like loading in, we were using the CBS cafeteria at the time. And uh, I was just loading stuff in and I wasn't really feeling all that well. And I looked up and there was Drew Carey walking to his Lexus. And I was like, oh, he had like one of those self-parking Lexuses. Oh, really? And, uh, yeah, yeah. Cause you know, I mean, if you, if you're the host of a show, they're just going to leave you whatever. Oh, wow. Um, and, uh, yeah. So he was like, Hey man. And I was like, I, you know, like feeling the absolute worst I'd ever felt uh, for quite a while. Like, <laughs> you could have been, you could have been the like, next talk show host, um, <laughs> in, in America. That's interesting. So you met him. Okay. Was he dressed really nicely though? Or? Oh yeah. He was in a suit. Okay. Well, that's awesome. That's super dope. Okay. So did you get a chance to actually work on any movies at all? Any cool projects? I, um, yeah, I made a bunch of short films with my roommates. We made uh, a bunch of commercials. We, um, we made a short film slash commercial called Mustang Magic. It aired um, during the commercials of the Knight Rider TV movie. Really? Um, yeah, got all these obscure <laughs> experiences. Um, I worked on uh, a movie called Military Husband. Okay. Which uh, the script was, um, what, what was it? it was under consideration for like, uh, I think possibly winning an Oscar or something to that effect. It was, no, I think it was it was for a short film. Yeah, mm. uh, it was in the running but it, it didn't end up getting nominated. Um, in order to get your film nominated, you have to run it at a theater mm-hmm. and have people pay tic- like buy tickets mm-hmm. for a week uh, minimum. Mm-hmm. And like 
that's all well and good if you have a feature, but how many people are really going to be like, ah, I want to pay, you know, full fare for a 40 minute movie, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's kind of a high bar actually. Mm. Um, But it was basically the premise is, you know, um, the old story is the women stay behind when the men go to war. Well, what if you flip that? So the wife was actually in the military and the husband has to watch the news and constantly wonder and fret. Mm-hmm. Mm, interesting. Okay. All right. Wow. That is fascinating, man. I've always wanted to go to visit uh, Los Angeles, and um, I've said in previous com- uh, podcasts and stuff. But I definitely want to go to Nebraska. That's I really want to go there and just and uh, and kind of get Omaha. And, and is it, is Omaha steaks really good? Is it really a thing? I'd hate to be like stereotypical and ask you that, but are Omaha steaks oh, yeah. really good? Oh yeah, Omaha steaks are good. But I mean, if you come to Nebraska, we'll go to Missy's. Okay, we can we can have some good steak for sure. Hell yeah, we have steak here. I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get my blood pressure up. Shit. You know, damn man. So, so, okay. So, um, we talked about how you also, um, are you, are, would you consider yourself a gamer? Or do you play video games? Oh God. Yeah. Okay. Um, have yeah, you ever I was probably three when I was playing Atari? Have you ever played for honor? It sounds familiar. All right. So are you a PlayStation or Xbox guy? That's the uh, question. Xbox. Okay, so then that conversation is ended. All right, so um, no, that's so okay. I, <laughs> well, you know, it was. <laughs> I thought joke. we were friends. No, no, no. no in terms of video games, <laughs> I, there's different titles. So, um, are you excited about the new Xbox that's coming out? Ah, uh, kind of. Here's the thing. Um, I've always been like five years behind. Mm-hmm. Uh, because uh, I realized really early on in life, I was like, uh, the game's gonna be the game. Yeah. Whether I get it when it comes out. Or I get it five years from now. Uh-huh. It'll be the same experience for me. So <laughs> I might as well get it, you know, when it's 20% of the cost it is now or something. Yeah. And just also let the glitches get fixed up. You know what I mean? Certain, the first, sometimes the first version of a game True. system is, is trash. The same thing with iOS. Like with iPhone, if you have iPhone, do not download the iOS when it first comes out. You wait. So you fix the glitches. I hate, I'm not always, I'm definitely not a person that needs to, I needed to prove it's the concept, basically. That's just how I am. When especially, um, yeah. I'm definitely considering getting the Nintendo Switch. I'm just really big on offline group play. Um, growing up with N64, mm-hmm. I just can't stand oh, every yeah, yeah everybody nine. yeah everybody wants to do online stuff. I'm like that's cool, but there's nothing like having a couple friends over, having some snacks, and just playing a game mm-hmm. against each other. You know what I mean? You know why they're not doing that? You tell me. Go ahead. Well, because I mean, from a business perspective. You know, then you need four consoles to have four people play. Whereas in the 90s on Nintendo 64, you have one console, four people play. True. That's very true. But the thing, the way that I look at it is like, true, that's true. You're going to have to sell more consoles, right? Okay. But at the same time, people were buying video games in the 90s at an alarming rate way before the internet was a thing. Mm-hmm. Like internet on, uh, internet play was a thing. So for me, yeah, I get what you're saying from a business point of view, but that I don't know if that's a, yeah, that's true as part of it. But I would say as well, you know, they're still making money on microtransactions. They're still making money on memberships to have, a, you know, special memberships you have to have to get certain content. And, you know, they're making money that way. So ultimately you want to, you know, I just think Nintendo was smart with making that peer experience more, you know, awesome. Like nowadays I was trying to play 
I was trying to play a Need for Speed game with somebody, and they were like, "Oh no, it's, you can't do two play." I'm like, "You have to do online." I'm like, "What?" So, I'm like, "What?" Back yeah. in the day, Need for Speed Underground Two, you could do that, like you know. Um, right. It's annoying, you know. I, what do you do? You think the do you think Nintendo's got it right when it comes to having that hybrid approach to it? I mean, Nintendo's always been about fun. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, Sony is not a game company. You know, Microsoft is not a game company. They both make games, but Nintendo is a game company. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not, uh, you know, we're TVs and this. No, we're just this. <laughs> we're the Famicom, you know. Mm-hmm. It's always been about gameplay. It's always been about fun, you know. And Nintendo's always been about, you know, fuck Mario Party, right? Mm-hmm. It's always been about just getting your friends together. Exactly. Now, have you ever been to a Comic-Con or anything like that yourself? I have not. I've been to one comedy uh, festival uh. thus far, but I've not been to any comic festivals. Uh, how was the comedy festival that you went to? That was awesome. It was uh, the Tim Northern Comedy Festival in Louisville, Kentucky. Really? Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, they had... Uh, uh, I don't even know how many comics, but uh, we ended up, uh, me and my friend Dan, who's another comic uh, here in town, um, we ended up performing uh, in a showcase at a bar. That, like, they had, um, instead of, like, arcade games, they just mm-hmm. had, like, PlayStations and, and what have you. So after I, um, uh, I, I walked into the little room and I played uh, Max Payne until I got shot to death. Okay, Max Payne. Legendary game. I love the show, actually. Wasn't there a show, Max Payne? The movie. Yeah, yeah. movie. Yeah, it's pretty good. Pretty good, pretty good. Interesting, man. Okay, that's that's the, that's the way to do it. So kind of tell us, like, what made you know that, what, what gave you confidence to get up on that stage? Because I'm, hopefully I'll be getting on the stage soon. With COVID-19, it's been very difficult to just, it's kind of scary, you know what I mean? People in Georgia, they don't give a fuck, so they just open up everything and they just don't care. So it's kind of terrifying to, you know, you could get something that could kill you and it's like, I want to get on the stage, but, it's, but I will. Actually, hopefully sometime this week, I think Thursday, I might be getting on the stage. But tell me, like, your first experience doing uh, a stand-up comedy and what gave you the, what, what made you get on that stage because that takes a lot of balls to be in front of people and to try to make jokes tell me that day walk me through it walk our audience through it yeah so when I was in California um, that same roommate um, who was literally like we shared a room for a couple months there um, we would go grocery shopping mm-hmm. and I had this like game that I would play uh, I would try to get him uh, to laugh so hard that he uh, stopped being able to push the cart forward any further. <laughs> and once I could consistently do that, I started to think, I don't know, maybe I am funny. I don't know. Cause you know, you're, there's a difference between being the, the funny one in your group and being, you know, funny to strangers. And, um, then I ended up working on a movie with him a couple years ago back here. And I was just constantly making jokes on set. And uh, they're like, you know what? You should actually go down to Duffy's and just actually try it for real. Mm-hmm. And so I brought 12 people from the movie. Oh, wow. And I murdered because I brought 12 people from the movie. <laughs> Three set I did after that for the next two years was mm-hmm. just hell mm-hmm. because I thought I was actually funny. And uh, I didn't realize that, oh, you're not. Mm-hmm. Really? I mean, some people are, but by and large. Um, 
it's it's the thing that you kind of have to develop. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, well, I guess I'm just not funny. Uh, I did it five times over the next two years. That's the other reason that I screwed it up. It was like I wasn't doing it enough, you know, that I could improve. Mm-hmm. Then um, I kind of spent two years working and not doing it at all. I thought about getting into voiceover. Thank God I didn't because there's no money in voiceover because everyone's doing voiceover. Mm-hmm. They're advising retirees to do voiceover. So <laughs> that, that's done. Anyway, uh, figure out how many golden-throated grandpas are going to put you know, people in their twenties completely out of business. Oh yeah. I mean, a lot of those old school, like 19, anybody born in the 1920s and 19, between 19, I, I would say between 1920, exactly. 20s. And they're like, and the, in the, in the Yankees have won the world series. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They have, there's a certain type of voice. It's probably all the pollution and asbestos that they were exposed to. They gave them that golden throat, but um, yeah. Well, you know, and, and the unfiltered cigarette. Exactly. <laughs> if you want a golden voice, you have to smoke unfiltered cigarettes. You have to have to be around real lead uh, in your, in your cars. And also you probably have to be exposed to asbestos for anywhere between one to three years. That's the only way to do it. <laughs> <laughs> and so, Two years on, I, mm-hmm. I, uh, I, my girlfriend's about to marry another dude. Oh, wow. And I'm a dishwasher in a bakery. And it dawns on me, well, good set, bad set, like, uh, it doesn't matter how it goes. Uh, my life is not going to get worse <laughs> if I bomb on stage now. Yeah. And so um, that was about six years ago in May. And I've just been doing it consistently since then. And we have to do that, man. I think that's the main thing about life, bro. It's like we all are here for a reason. I'm not a religious person, even in the slightest, but I do believe in like destiny. Like you, but you create your own destiny. I don't believe this is already predestined. I think that the reason why we're here is to bring laughter and, and joy to the world. And however we choose to do that, that could be being a customer service person at CarMax. That could be being a janitor. That could be being a teacher. That could be being a firefighter. That could be a comedian. You know, everyone finds joy in something. And, and the fact that we live in a world where everything is tied to your, your, you know, your production and people never really get to live their lives because they have bills, they have everything else that ties them down and they're not really able to pursue their joy because they get, you get wrapped up. You know, life just comes at you. They have children, they get married to somebody who doesn't support them. And now they're just miserable living this existence and like, oh, if I would have tried. And now they're like 40, 50 years old. Now they're trying to do something new, you know? Um, so... Yeah, man, I, I applaud you on pursuing that and doing that, man. And, and I think that initially talking to you, you have such a mind for it and I think you're very dope. But to kind of close this podcast up a little bit, man, what are some of your like your favorite, um, you know, subjects to talk about in general in your life experience? What are some of the things you like to talk about? Well, um, geez. if I I guess if I had a brand and I had to nail it down. Um, it would be jokes for people who used to read books. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Because you have to be smart enough to kind of get what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. But like, there's, I mean, you, know, you got the laugh, but there's no real payoff. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not teaching anything. Mm-hmm. I'm just, this is what I think is funny. And maybe someone else does too. I don't know. Oh. Um, it's, uh, it's been, it's been kind of hard, um, trying to zero in on what I really care about yeah. because at first I wanted to tell important jokes that would change the world. Uh, and then I realized, um, <laughs> even if I did do that, um, that 
goal is so far off because the first thing I need to do is consistently learn how to be funny. Yeah. And so if I end up there, great. But in the meantime, I'm just trying to do the best I can with what I have. So I'm writing uh, 10 minutes every day right now and uh, just taking a word and just kind of free associating, seeing what I can get. I love, dude, you, I like free associating and I also like free, free, uh, it's called like free verb or something free. It's a certain type of poetry where you're not limited to certain structures. And I think that's dope that you do that. And you have to do that. You know, Jerry Seinfeld's coming out with a new book. Did you hear about that? Like his, he, all of his. I did. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm going to buy that book. And um, he's literally my idol. Him, you know, Dave Chappelle, obviously. I love, um, you know, Larry David. I think he's a fucking genius when it comes to TV comedy and stuff like that. But yeah, man, that's that's dope. And I think that you're going to add to this podcast, man. I definitely want to have you back on. Um, where can people find you um, on, on, on social media? So um, that's uh, tricky because <laughs> I don't, for the life of me, remember how to get into my comedy Instagram. <laughs> so really, uh, my, uh, photography Instagram is kind of doing double duty right now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that's Kent M as in mom, uh, photos. And, uh, the other thing is, um, I've got a podcast of my own. Well, mm-hmm. I have a partner, um, and, uh, it's called better call Saul before breaking bad. And you can find that on YouTube by searching, that title and basically i've got a friend who never saw breaking bad and so i'm showing him episodes of better call saul and then breaking bad in chronological order and just getting his thoughts as we go on this journey so it'll be completely unlike anyone else's experience awesome i love that because breaking bad literally in my opinion in my lifetime 30 years of life i love saying 30 makes me feel so old but anyway but in my 30 years of life is one of the greatest uh television shows in the last decade Seriously. It, it shows that, uh, you know, TV is pretty much the planted film at this point because, you know, you're seeing a lot of, I think, Kubrick influence in the people who are putting together shows like Better Call Saul, like Breaking Bad, um, and like the higher concept sort of like... Game of Thrones was a goddamn movie. It was like, tw- it was goddamn, it was like eight, nine, yeah. ten seasons of an of a amazing movie. Yeah. yeah, I thought I heard something cost like twenty million dollars an episode or some shit like that. Something crazy. I don't know specifically the numbers, but but yeah. Are you are you a big Game of Thrones guy? Um, I actually never got into it. What? I had a bunch of friends who super loved it. Yeah, it'll you know, I I if it's out there, I'll watch it. You know, eventually. I just I kind of work my way around, kind of <laughs> meander. I'm the same way. I gotta rewatch Sons of Anarchy another two or three times. Same here. I, I'm there with Ozark and Son of Anarchy and and um, New Girl and Ozark The Office. So you know, what'd you say, bro? Oh, I said Ozark was so good. Yeah, I, I just try to get. You know, my ADHD is terrible, dude. I'll literally go into like looking up like are dinosaurs a hoax, and then I'll go into like <laughs> watching Sons of Anarchy, and then I'm like, okay, well, let's go watch some um, X Files. <laughs> so right. There's no specific yeah, I, uh, linear line. I totally get that. I, I, I became, because uh, I had a tooth pulled, and I was oh, like, let me watch something mindless. Yeah. I started watching Power. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And that was back in uh, 2014, I think it was. Uh-huh. And, uh, and so now I'm like, you know, five episodes in. And uh, like I was like, ah, this can't be any good. i just riveting from the first episode on. Um, yeah. 
uh, I don't know if you've checked it out, but uh, it's uh, oh, probably my, one of the most underrated shows. Yeah, in the black community at the barbershop, it's literally after LeBron, who's better, LeBron or, or Michael Jordan? It's then they're talking about power. So yeah, it, it's it's been in they're my circle. Yeah. yeah, it's in it's in my circle. But I'm like I'm a anti-conformist. I'm like fuck that. I'm gonna watch uh, Portlandia seasons one through eight. Uh, <laughs> hey, Portlandia, great. Yeah, Portlandia. Well, me and you can have a special episode just about Portlandia, which is literally one of the most funniest shows. I love Fred Armstein. He's great. Um, really good deadpan stuff. But yeah, man, um, again, uh, give us your comedian name so people can look you up on Facebook and YouTube and stuff. What's your comedian name again? Uh, just my name, Kent Maslowski, K-E-N-T-M-A-S-L-O-S-K-I-E. All right. You sound like a, a police officer in Chicago. Maslowski. Uh, <laughs> Maslowski. All right, bro. Hey, appreciate you, man. And thank you, Facebook. And thank you for comedians helping other comedians. I'm going to continue to do this series where I put on other people, and he'll be definitely back. I like his attitude. His disposition is dope. And I'm definitely going to take you up on a Nebraska trip. We're going to wait until summer comes back around. Uh, but, uh, dude, and if you ever want to come to Atlanta and uh, get some, some stripper booty in your face, uh, feel free to come through and we'll do the same thing <laughs> having trouble seeing a downside of that exactly all right. <laughs> all right brother nice talking to you peace